It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Will and should the Dallas Cowboys consider bringing back Tony Pollard for 2024? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your Locked daily Dallas Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Locked Network, your on. team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That is $150. If your bet wins, just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Lana McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. On today's show, we are breaking down the running back position for the Dallas Cowboys from the 2023 season and looking ahead to the offseason. And let's start with Tony Pollard. Uh, before we get into whether or not the Cowboys should bring him back, do you think the Cowboys made a mistake by franchise tagging him last year? I, I think I think if you look at it, you know, kind of retroactively, they probably did make a mistake. But I also think that at the time that they made the decision, it wasn't a mistake, if that makes sense, right? Because I, I think if you remember back, you know, they they franchised him when they, you know, kind of realized that that was the kind of process that they wanted to use and they knew they wanted to use that him as the franchise. And then it was after that point that you started to see these, uh, you know, cratering running back deals that were kind of resetting the market in a negative way for the position, right? And so it made, looking back, it made the decision to, for the Cowboys to kind of, you know, franchise Tony at ten million dollars. I think is what it was. Ten point one million. Yeah, ten point one million dollars. Um, you know, it made that decision look like a bad decision because you know, if you look after all the other signings, you know, people were of equal ilk were getting closer to. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I think it was something like seven and a half, eight and a half. Not even. It was like Miles Sanders and David Montgomery. They both got multi-year extensions with it being like six million dollars a year. So, yeah, I mean, there's pretty serious money there difference in, in those choices. I mean, obviously, I th- I still, like, I don't remember the t- entire list, but I remember Miles was on there. I remember a couple other folks. But I definitely remember that that Tony was the guy that I wanted the most of that group. Sure. The question that becomes, did I want a coming off of an ACL injury, Tony Pollard? Broken leg. Uh, broken leg. Yeah, yeah, broken leg. Sorry, broken leg uh, version of Tony Pollard, $3 million a year more than I wanted Miles Sanders and that sort of thing. Yeah. And I think that that's ultimately where it's easy to look back and say uh, the Cowboys, it wasn't ultimately a good financial decision considering the market that happened afterwards. But I also, you know, I, I don't really blame the Cowboys in this specific, specific case because 
it does feel like the market kind of reset itself after the Cowboys had made their decision. Yeah. So let's talk about Pollard's season because he played all 17 games, which to his credit, that's pretty impressive mm-hmm. coming off of that injury. The first what, 10 weeks of the season were pretty rough. Um, in fact, just his entire production from 2022 to 2023 yeah. was down. I've got some numbers here for you. 2022, his yards per carry were 5.2. This year, it was four, which was 29th in the NFL among qualified running backs. Yards after contact per carry, 3.8 in 2022. That was first in the NFL in 2023, 2.9, 23rd. And this is the biggest one for me. Explosive run play rate, 16% in 2022, second best in the NFL, 2023, 8.3%. So that's cut in half 35th in the league. So, I mean, there's just, there's no arguing. He just wasn't the same player this year. Yeah. And I think that those numbers kind of uh, uh, got better as the season got all uh, got on. I've got, I've got the numbers here for you as well. Let's do that. Yeah. Uh, So the first 10 weeks of the season, uh, he was like PFS 18th to 19th ranked running back from week 11 on. He was the highest graded running back in the NFL by quite a significant margin. Now, I know a lot of that has to do with the opponents. They played Washington twice. They played Carolina. They played Seattle. But it also matched up with what we saw in film. Like He yeah. just looked yeah. significantly looked healthier in the final two months of the year. Yeah, we even commented at the time it, it was a very weird phenomenon to see a running back get better as the season went on, right? Like, yes, because it, 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 it felt like normally as you, get, you incur carries, your body starts to wear down. But for for Pollard, he was getting further and further away from that gruesome injury, so he was looking more and more explosive. And that's the kind of interesting thing about Tony Pollard, right, is that, you know, he had a rough season last year, and a lot of it had to do with the fact that that of, of coming off of an injury, but also some of it was that the blocking schemes weren't as good as they had been previously. Having said all of that, like, based on the way that he played at the end of the season, like, I, I think the Cowboys should at least see what the number is that Tony Pollard wants, right? Yeah, like, I think you and I, I were talking about this pre-show. Like, if you go to some of the different salary cap websites, they're projecting him like six and a half to seven million dollars per year. And listen, I'm I'm team don't pay running backs, but a lot of that is when we were talking about paying these guys fifteen to sixteen million dollars over a year over like five years. If Tony Pollard wants to do a two-year deal at thirteen million dollars total, I mean, I can, I we can at least have a very good conversation about why that makes sense. Oh yeah, I mean, especially a year removed from from you know the injury and, and the fact that 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 like you just mentioned, as he got further away from the injury, he returned to form. You know, yeah. he returned to the guy that that similar to the guy that that you know we had seen in the previous season, and and you know, like you said, was the highest ranked running back in, in football after week 11 or whatever. And, and obviously adjustment for who they were playing. But, at, you know, at the same time, I think that that return, you know, the Cowboys played some bad teams in the early part of the season too. And sure. Tony Pollard didn't look like that. So um, yeah, I, I do think that there is it, it's some interest there and there should be some interest there. And then frankly, I mean, honestly, if you franchise tagged Tony Pollard last year at $10 million, then signing him this year, for a two-year deal for $14 million total or whatever, that's a no-brainer in my opinion. Yeah. You, like you're 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 getting a better version of the player than you did this time last year, and you're you're doing it for a cheaper amount. Um, yeah, I agree. I think that's why this kind of 
don't pay running back situation, like it, it, it got out of control because there is nuance to the conversation. There is a point in which paying a running back makes some sense, right? Uh, but but I think it's 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 you know the 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 problem was when the trend was going completely correct, you know, separate well, from the the trend of that offenses were going. You know, here's the other part that it's hard to figure out. Well. The Cowboys are still paying Ezekiel Elliott six million dollars yeah. this year. Yeah. So can you let's say it's seven million dollars for Pollard? Can you justify spending thirteen million dollars on your running backs this year, not including whoever else you're going to draft or sign, when you have so many other needs at other spots? Uh, we can have that discussion. I also just don't know what the running back market is going to look like, Lana, because mm-hmm. is there a problem. chance that there's a a wild card team out there that just wants to? give Tony Pollard $12 million a year because they feel like they need his juice. It's very possible. It's also possible that he gets lost in the shuffle a little bit because there's only like five teams out there that are going to be looking for veteran running backs because these analytic departments are telling their front office to stop paying these running backs, draft and develop, draft and develop. You have Josh Jacobs who led the NFL in rushing yards in 2022. You've got Saquon Barkley out there who, uh, I mean, it's a huge name, former number two overall pick. You've got Derrick Henry, who's a free agent. You've got Austin Eckler. You've got Zach Moss. You've got A.J. Dillon. Like, there's a chance that Pollard is like the fifth highest paid running back of the group. And that means that he's only getting $6 million a year on a one-year deal. Here's the dirty secret about analytics, right? Is that analytics in general is just kind of helping reveal what's already there. So football is c- cyclical, right? It's always been cyclical. And all that that a lot of these analytics departments are doing is is speeding up the cycle right so like as teams get away from paying running backs the 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 you know the vast majority of of the of the payment starts going away then suddenly it becomes economical to pay a running back you know at a certain, at a certain point. point so yes at a yeah. certain point right it starts swinging back the other way as teams kind of zig all one way and then it becomes better to zag the other way right or zim in our case uh so right. i i think you know, the, the key thing here is that the Cowboys should just probably just, you know, be patient and watch the market a little bit and see how this plays out. I think the 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 thing that hurt them last year is that they had to get the uh, the franchise tag done at a certain point. Like there was a, there's yeah. obviously a limit yeah. here. I think this year you go in untethered and, 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 and just take the chance that, hey, we don't have a we don't know who our running back is going to be. We'll see how the market plays out a little bit. And worse comes to worse, I, I mean, I really don't feel like you're gonna. There isn't a situation where you where the free agent board gets wiped out, no. right? Like there isn't no. a situation where there isn't gonna no. be a starter quality running back left in free agency by the end of b- before the draft, right? So I just feel like if the Cowboys go in with open eyes, you know, maybe with a slight tendency towards Tony Pollard if he wants if if the market works out for him, but not like beholden to anyone. Uh, I think the Cowboys will be able to get what they want out of the position uh, at a price point that they're going to be happy with. Yeah, it's okay to go into the second and third week of free agency and not have your running back position settled. Like that's the one position in the NFL where the floor is just so insanely high because of all the veterans, because of the talent in the draft. Like it's okay to be patient here. Uh, Let's talk about Ezekiel Elliott, who we just mentioned. Uh, The Cowboys will be paying him $6 million for this upcoming season. He's not on the roster. How much did the Cowboys miss Ezekiel Elliott in 2023? We will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by DoorDash. What a game that was on Sunday. Absolutely incredible. But as usual, the commercial stole the show in my book. 
DoorDash went all out for game day and even DoorDash stuff from all of the ads to one lucky winner that includes cars, snacks, even tax software. I don't know how they pulled it off, but they did. I'm bummed that I didn't win, but I got to hand it to him. It was one heck of a delivery. DoorDash is the all-in-one app for your everyday needs from restaurants to groceries to flowers and gifts. So next time you're running low on dinner ideas, pet supplies, or just time, you can get so much more than you realize delivered. Uh, don't take that chance that, you know, the grocery store, they might be out of all the stuff you need. Stock up now before your big parties that you have this weekend or for Valentine's Day on uh, on Wednesday, guys. Yes, Valentine's Day is coming oh, up. Make, yeah, make sure you stock <laughs> it up. Uh, football season may be over, but we're right in the thick of basketball, the school year in winter. I can think of a million reasons daily why to order on DoorDash. Hop in the app and make your day a little easier Get dinner for tonight, groceries for the week, or a consolation prize for your sad friends out in San Francisco. All <laughs> on DoorDash. DoorDash, your door to more. Head to the DoorDash app and get everything you need delivered. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast. We want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now you can also find it on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV. Landon, let's talk about Ezekiel Elliott. The Cowboys, obviously, they released him uh, ahead of the 2023 season. They designated him as a post-June 1 cut. How much do you think the Cowboys missed him this year? I almost want to make you answer this question, uh, Marcus. But uh, I, 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 I will. I think, no, I think please, in please. the first four weeks or so of the season, they did. They struggled a little bit in the red zone. They struggled in some short yarded situations. And it was just clear that Tony Pollard was it anywhere close to healthy? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah I mean, we I, got to, but by the time we got to like November, he wouldn't have helped this team out. Yeah. I mean, I, I think he may have helped out the team, but certainly not at the, I mean, the issue was the contract, right? The issue was and that. That's where it's like, did they miss the player? Yeah. I think having Ezekiel Elliott on the team would have been, would have been a positive influence on the team. But the problem is, is that, in order to have Ezekiel Elliott on the team, you were going to have to pay him whatever you were paying him, and you weren't able to kind of spread out the cap hit the way you wanted to. So uh, I, I still think the Cowboys made the right decision there, but did they miss Ezekiel Elliott on the team? I, I think they did. You know, I think I think having that kind of uh, you know do it all running back who could, you could sub in, even if, I, I think the issue probably would have been that they wouldn't have used him correctly. Right, they would have overused him, and that's that had also been coming the problem. But I, I think having a player like Ezekiel Elliott, especially you know, you saw how he played with the Patriots. He didn't play poorly. He no, played well. No. So uh, I think having him would have been a benefit. 
but it wasn't it, it, the Cowboys didn't make a mistake. Like you know, the 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 numbers, you know, no. are what the numbers are, and they needed that the kind of spread out that hit and to make sure it wasn't kind of all going at once. And and this was the best way to handle it. And frankly, you know, they had to transition at some point. But if but if money was not an option, if there was no caps, you know, I think having a guy like Ezekiel Elliott would have been helpful. I just don't know that a they would have used him correctly, and b it would have been worth the money they would have. See, I agree with you. Like having a player like Ezekiel Elliott would have helped, but it was his name would have had to been different than Ezekiel Elliott, right? Because because it's Zeke, you have to use him a certain amount of time. You got to use him a certain way, and it's why I think they really didn't miss him a ton. Because I thought Rico Dowdle did a pretty good job of replacing him, especially in the second half in the year when he started to get more comfortable in the offense we were both kind of campaigning to see more Rico because I did think he brought a little bit of violence to the offense when they needed it. Well, yeah. And and honestly, I think that's, that's where Zeke would have helped, you know, is that, and I think that Rico does the job very well. And, you know, to the point where I'm not complaining about Zeke, but, but I think that that's, that's the area in which we, we looked to, we looked to Rico because Rico was there, but I think normally you would have looked for Zeke, right. To kind of be that punishing force later in the game to punish defense. But I agree. Like, I think, you know, for the most part, the Cowboys were able to cobble together that role with somebody else. And and I think that they probably will do the same, you know, this year, whether that be Rico or, you know, a draft pick or something like that. So we should mention Rico is also a free agent, but I got to believe that the Cowboys are going to want to sign him to a, like a one year deal, probably right at the veteran minimum. Uh, because I don't, there's not going to be a lot of teams out there wanting to get Rico Dowdle on a long-term deal. So do you think the smart move is to sign Rico to a one year deal? And at least that gives you some type of floor going into free yeah, agency in the draft. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. You know, they're going to, they'll sign Rico. Uh, now you've got, you know, something, yeah, you know, that, that that worst comes to worst, you don't get a single player in the draft or free agency, which you know won't happen. Uh, then at least you come back with you know Rico, and then you know obviously uh, Vaughn, and 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 you know I think they I think they also re-signed uh, uh, Malik, Malik Davis, Davis yeah. for the well, futures contract or something like that. So you have some experience there, not a ton and not enough, but it's it's something you know to something. at least kind of get you you know comfort while you're in the second week of free agency with no starting running back. We're going to talk about the the Cowboys running back room and what it might look like in 2024, but I need to at least ask you about Deuce Vaughn. We saw him a little bit in the beginning of the season. It did not go well. And then he was basically a healthy scratch for the rest of the year. So is there any hope that like Deuce Vaughn could be a factor in the running back room this year? I'm nervous about it, you know, because I mean, I don't really know how much more, uh, I don't know. I don't know where he can go from here. You know, like uh, to me, when I saw what I saw Vaughn, the I the thought process is that, hey, this is like you know he's not going to develop too much more physically. You know, he's kind of tapped out in that sense. He's obviously a smaller back, but does his quickness and his elusiveness kind of translate into the NFL game so that he's able to kind of continue to use that that those skills uh, at, at, on a, at an NFL level? And I mean, so far it hasn't looked like it's translated. You know, um, I will say yeah. that in, in the screen game, he does look elusive and he's hard to find. Uh, and, and he does seem to have, you know, something there's something there like as a screen receiver. But the problem is, is that about every other aspect of his game is not good enough. It's not fieldable. He's not good enough to put on the field, you know. And yeah. so that's a real concern. So, yes, I, I have some pretty serious Vaughn concerns because 
mean, I don't know how much more he can develop from where he is, mm-hmm. and where he is right now is not good enough to put on the field. I will say, I think he was playing, or things looked a little too fast for him. Like he just mm-hmm. wasn't seeing the field very clearly early in the year. I don't think he's anybody that you can like pencil in to a role for 2024. But I also, he looks so good in the preseason and then so drastically different in the regular season. Like, I almost, is it just because of the speed of the game? Was he overthinking it too much? I am curious to see what he looks like in year two. I think he needs to be dramatically better in order to carve out a role. And if not, he's probably somebody who you you cut. And I was going to say make the practice squad, but if he's if he's not even good enough to make your 53-man roster, I don't know what you're doing with him on your practice squad because there's just not a lot that you can develop here. I, I, I To me, I think the difference was that all the arm tackles that he could break in college, he can't break in the NFL. No. Right? No. Like, the guys are able to put him on the ground with a very hearty slap on their he, back. He like, just has to make guys break. miss at an absurd rate. Yeah. And, and, and like, completely miss. Because that's the issue, again, is, like, in college, he can make you miss a little bit. And if you got an arm on him, he'll run through you. But in the NFL – these guys are a lot stronger. So, yeah. you know, just getting an arm on a five foot six, you know, 190 pound running back is going to send you flying backwards. So uh, in college, when you're getting hit like that by an accountant, who's not going to be playing football in two years, like, you know, you can, you can, you can stay on your feet and keep going. Uh, I, I worry that, that the, you know, the talent difference between the NFL and, and college is just enough that it's made a, huge uh, effect on his ability to kind of break tackles. And if he can't break like those simple tackles, it's man, it's really not a lot of value. Yeah. There's just not a lot for him to do in the NFL. Uh, Let's talk about uh, if the Cowboys could have a completely new running back room in 2024. And maybe that's the best strategy forward. Anyways, we will get to that next. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That is $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all of your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same-game parlays, exclusive props, and more. You can go bet on who's going to win the Eastern and Western conference. You can bet on the MVP. You can bet on who wins the, uh, the NBA championship this year. All you have to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NBA. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this off season, look no further than the locked on NFL scouting podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome back to this episode of the Locked On Cowboys podcast. On tomorrow's show, we're answering your Twitter questions, so make sure you send them in to us at Marcus underscore Mosher, at McCoolBCB. Later on in the week, 
We are going to have Luke Braun from Lockdown Vikings now that Yay. Mike Zimmer's contract is official. So make sure you tune in for that. And we're going to continue with these exit interviews. We're going to be talking about wide receivers at some point this week. We'll be doing the tight end position next week. Uh, so tune in for that as well. Landon, let's talk about the running back room as a whole. Could we see a completely new uh, depth chart running back room in 2024? Yeah, sure. I mean, I, it certainly is a position that if you wanted to kind of I mean, and this is for anybody, I think. If you wanted to kind of start fresh, wipe out your room, and bring in new folks, you could easily cobble together a very decent running back room just by available free agents and draft picks, right? Um, uh, and so th there is certainly a possibility that the Cowboys decide they don't want to uh, pay Tony Pollard, um, that they like Rico Dowdle, um, that maybe they don't like any of the free agents that they want to pay any money to, or, or, or maybe they don't want to pay any of the top free agents money. Right. So they go out and get, I mean, I, Zach I don't know. Moss. Uh, yeah. Or a Jarek McKinnon or just, you know, somebody, a guy, Clyde right? Like Blair, right. Yeah. And then they go out and draft a, a top guy in, in the second, third or fourth round. Right. And so, um, I, I think that that's certainly possible. And, 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 you know, you, you want to completely start fresh. Maybe they've decided, hey, Rico, you're great. We love you, but you know, we're we're just completely starting fresh. And, and maybe they, they go feel like hey, his neck the neck injury is too much to be no. worried about long term. And maybe the foot stuff is maybe they just said yeah, let's completely restart. Hunter Lipke is getting a hundred percent of the carries next year. He is starting running back one. That's gonna be uh, our plan, guys. We're excited about it. No, I mean I I think you know with the running back position, it really is as simple as like if you wanted to cut everybody in that room, you could bring in a whole new crew. And because of the nature of the position, it's so plug and play in a lot of ways. You should be, I mean, protections are obviously, especially with the Cowboys doing more protection stuff. You know, maybe that's the reason they don't want to do this as much. But for the most part, the position is pretty plug and play. And if you went out and signed a guy in, in the off in the offseason, you know, as long as he's in OTAs and training camps, plenty of time to learn the system, plenty of time to learn the pass protections. So, yeah, there is certainly zero doubt that if you wanted to, you didn't have to see if, if you're just sick of all these guys, you could cut them all and 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 just completely cobble together a brand new running back room if you wanted to in, in the 2024 season. And, and I know you're joking a little bit, but one of the reasons why I do feel confident that you could rebuild the running back room is because Lipke is a good pass blocker. Right. So if you just want to go out and try to get two guys who could be more dynamic runners. Go do that and let Lipke do a lot of like your third and obvious pass blocking stuff. Uh, most of the running backs now, either in free agency or coming out of the draft, have quite a bit of experience pass blocking. Yeah. And even we saw somebody like Tony Pollard. Pollard grew so much as a pass blocker yeah. over the five years that he was in Dallas. I'm confident that they're going to eventually be able to figure that part of it out. But I'm, I'm not opposed to them just completely retooling this room and being like, you know what? Dowdle, Pollard, we liked you guys. We're moving on. We're trying to try to get a new type of running back that better fits Mike McCarthy's offense. Yeah, and and I you know, and I think also too the 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 thing that the that the Cowboys need to figure out is exactly how do they want to construct the running back, right? Is it going to be a uh, and and I'm not even talking about like just the the actual personnel. Like I'm talking about like the you know the formation of it. How do you want a top guy? And then some some backup running backs. Are you going to cobble together a run game with like a three headed monster with three uh, three different guys? Are you going to you want a, your starting pair? running back to be a two hundred and thirty five pound guy that can run more between the tackles and then have a scat back like a little bit more traditional what we saw like in the mid two thousands? Or do you just want two guys that are lightning fast so you always have speed on the field? I, I'm going to be really fascinated to see what the strategy is here for Dallas. 
Yeah, me too. Because I think I think there's lots of different ways they can go. You've seen McCarthy has kind of a history, a, a couple of different ways of doing it. So uh, I, I do think that there is all, all options are on the table here, and I think the Cowboys should behave that way and not like overcommit too soon to a situation and, and see how the market plays out a little bit. And I think that should inform their decision a little bit more this year. The, the last thing I, I want to say is. I don't anticipate the Cowboys going out and signing like a bigger name free agent than Tony Pollard. That's no. one thing we haven't mentioned. No. Like, yeah. could Dallas go out and get Saquon Barkley or Josh Jacobs? I, I just don't think they're in a financial spot to do that. Maybe, maybe they feel differently. Maybe they feel like, hey, we're going to be all in this year. We don't want to mess with a rookie running back. Let's go out and give Saquon Barkley because he gives us the best chance to win. I guess that's an option, but I don't. I guess personally, I don't think it's all that realistic. Well, look, I mean, I really do think the full spectrum of options are, are possible here. You could get into this market. None of these guys are getting contracts. And suddenly, Saquon Barkley is available for seven and a half, eight million dollars a year. And, and if that's the possibility, maybe you're, that changes your interest. Maybe it doesn't. But I, I think the, the point is, is that the running back market cratered last season. So there's a possibility that it does the same thing this year at, at, a, at an equally precipitous drop. I think the thing that we're not certain about the the true wild card in the situation are all these teams that have to reach a spending floor, right? There's going to be teams out there. If even one of these teams that has to, you know, quickly spend a whole bunch of money in order to meet the floor needs a running back. Heck, they may throw fifteen million dollars at Saquon Barkley. I have no idea. That, I mean, that's what's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's very so possible. We have to. So that's the one thing that's that, that throws a monkey wrench in all this is these teams that have not been spending, that have been rolling over cap, that are rebuilding, that are looking to just load up on free agents. They may decide to go pay the top free agent running back just because they have to spend the money anyways, an outrageous sum, which will totally wreck the rest of the market for everybody else. And so the Cowboys would have to adjust. So that's just something to, to keep in mind to look out for. All right. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making Lockdown Cowboys your first listen every single day. Go check out the channel on YouTube. We post videos every single day over there. Go download the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on all platforms. Go follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you right back here tomorrow. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.